No, Nicole. No. Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> no. You're going to have a sneaky joke. I can see you looking at your computer screen and you are going to hit me with a mum joke. With a... <laughs> How do I not prepare for this? Like, I'm the one who presses the record button, listeners, and Coxie keeps catching me out. I haven't today because I was still scrolling looking for the last <laughs> lot of jokes that were provided to me by the Matterhorn. <gasps> Is he putting you up to this? No, he doesn't, but occasionally very kindly sends me a few jokes so that I'm not left hung out to dry by your incredible oh, wit and humour. I'm gutted. No one's sending me material. You know now that Matt will be sending you lots of jokes <laughs> so that you can prepare for me. He'll probably send me really dodgy ones so that yours sounds super funny and mine are lame-o. I really hope he does. Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts Warwick Didwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. All right, listeners. So, do you actually have a joke for us, Nick? I'm still looking. No. <laughs> listeners, how the heck are you? What is happening at the back end of January as we record this? Um, Nick and I have a topic to cover with you today. We're going to talk about failure. Mm. With an upwards inflection? It has to be an up- upwards inflection because it leaves me feeling a little perplexed. <laughs> we discuss failure, but I I have had a fear of failure many times until I figured it all out. It's a weird thing, this fear of failure. Like failure is a thing. I feel like the failure word itself is problematic in the, in the definition that it's got. Uh, at least in the dictionary, but certainly in people's heads. Also the way it's used in media. I read a report somewhere about Dylan Alcott. Am I saying that correctly? Sorry, Dylan, if I'm not, I'm I'm terrible, but I love you. Um, Anyway, they went on to say that Dylan had failed to win his grand final. I thought that was the shittest language I'd ever heard. Wow. Because he didn't fail to do anything. What happened is he didn't win the game. It really is as simple as that. I don't understand why we need to use those kind of negative descriptive words as a way to – it's doing nothing more than giving the newspaper or or the media source, in this case, lip service. That's it. It it drags you in to read it and it concretes what we all see as failure. It starts to give definition to the word failure instead of allowing it to be a word that we can define ourselves because failure doesn't need to be what the media tells us it is. I, I I haven't failed if I don't win a tennis game. No, and in my mind, and and uh, be keen to know what you think, listeners. Failed to win his final, like he was supposed to. It was it was a guaranteed thing, and he stuffed Ooh. it up. And that's how we look at when we don't achieve the things that we set for ourselves. Is that we screwed up? We did something wrong. Uh, we you know let everybody else down, let ourselves down, didn't stick to the plan, whatever it is, and that that is inherently bad. Mm. It's a negative thing, and as you say, Coxie, that um, headline, it's it's 
making it more dramatic because that's what the news needs to do to suck you all in and keep you addicted to the drama so that you do something really important. And that is <laughs> tune in next week when we fill your head with more fear and <clears throat> other things so that you stay in a perpetual state of needing to watch the news to find out what the next bad thing is that you really should be worried about. It also means that everybody but yourself is defining what success looks like for you. That's right. And uh, uh, we've had this discussion many times on the podcast. Success is, is a self-definition. My Never version of success <laughs> is not the same as Dylan's and it's certainly not the same as yours and that's okay. I, I'm going to slightly disagree with you for good reason, Coxie. No doubt. I do have my crash helmet and my body armor on as I say that. <laughs> and I'm 2,000 miles away with dodgy internet because there's a thunderstorm here at the moment. Um, I think all of our definition of success largely is or at least should be the same. I understand where you're going, so I'm going to give you the rope so you probably won't. Dangle it. Yourself, uh, so imagine if the headline read, Dylan Alcott gives 100% in his final. It's a cracking headline. Stella effort. Imagine that. Because so the result it. becomes unimportant. Mm. It's still, it would have been fabulous if he won because that was the goal, that was the desire, that was the intention. Imagine if all of us measured our success or not by whether we gave our all or not. Can I just say, was it the desire? Was it actually the desire or was it the expectation? Yeah, it's a great point, Coxie. Mm. And that expectation comes from where? External or internal? And, and exactly. in that example... That the newspaper's expectation is external to Dylan. I mean, all of his fans, that's external. Uh, the sponsors, his his supporters, whatever. So who knows what Dylan's goal was? Mm. Maybe it was just to get to the final. Mm. Maybe he'd already ticked the box and was like, I'm here. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I actually listened to a really great interview with Ash Barty's coach, mm. uh, Ben Crow, and I'm looking at my wall because I grabbed um, a quote of his and typed it up and printed it out and laminated it and stuck it on my wall. It was so important, listeners, so you should really pay attention right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, he was talking about this whole internal versus external thing. My words, not his. And it was about attitude and self-worth and mindset and that... I decide those things. They're not decided by anything external. And I think, and I'm sorry, Ben and Ash, if I'm stuffing up this story, uh, in case you're listening to the podcast. I'm sure they are. Well, we should get them both on the show. That would be the um, Ash Barty, if you're listening, love to have a chat to you. You do only live around the corner from me. I'll happily host you here in my home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was not um, almost not caring about the result. Mm. about the the win or not the final, about the close this sale or not. And actually in letting go of some of those preconceived ideas about what success looks like, mm -hmm. performance improved because we were, we, she was freed from her environment and actually just, um, I guess, went to a different place, you know, me mentally, psychologically. 
So I thought it was a great uh, illustration of what you're talking about with failed to win his final. And maybe he'd already succeeded. I This conversation today comes off the back of um, a couple of conversations this week with trade business owners who feel like they're failing. And we wanted to challenge the idea of failure because it, it literally hurts my heart to hear somebody say that. It makes me feel incredibly sad and concerned for those involved because it's a horrible feeling for anybody to have, much less somebody that I care so much about, i.e. trade business owners. And so we wanted to, I guess, shake up and give you some points to consider around what failure might actually be. And Warwick nailed it a little earlier when he was talking about giving 100%. I think for me, um, failure is pretty loose, actually. I'm not sure it's a definition that I hold in my life. I don't recall the time where I have failed. I've made some momentous mistakes, <laughs> momentous mistakes. And out of each one of those, there's been an amazing crystal clearing point or a learning or a, another door has opened or an opportunity has come along out of every single one of those positions I've found myself in when I've made a monumental mistake that I guess traditionally we would all term to be failure. However, it's not a word I embrace and I do so intentionally. I don't believe in it. And so I wondered whether our listeners could take this opportunity to redefine failure for themselves. It doesn't, it, it does not even need to exist in your vocabulary. It does not need to be a word that we ever give credit to. Instead, what we can do is create our own boundaries around what um, the lack of failure or success looks like. And that's different for everyone, I believe. And you make a valid point. It should be around effort and nothing different. And that's a principle that we teach here at Tradies and Business, right? Correct. It's... It's uh, that's a very final word of mine, Coxie. Yes, it was. That's it was right. Like, okay, now that's right, think Something else to say. <laughs> uh, now I was, I was actually thinking about that. It's either or. It's binary. It's success or failure. Mm-hmm. You have one or the other. And I feel like in reality, it's more of a sliding scale. It's more mm-hmm. of a spectrum or a, a shading or something. There's there's no absolute with those things. And the fabulous thing about both of them is, as it says on my wall here, I decide my attitude, mindset, and self-worth. Mm-hmm. Thanks again, Ben Crow. So it, I can make it anything I want. Mm. And therefore, if I can define it however I choose, I can actually decide to never fail mm. at anything. And I can decide that all I'm ever doing is learning, improving, developing, practicing, progressing, experiencing. There's lots of ings in there. (laughs) (laughs) Doing. I'm out there just doing stuff and living life. And life includes this spectrum of experiences. And that's why I like that, and it's not mine, I like that idea of success in inverted commas and my little tweet tweet fingers here in the studio of giving my all Mm. if if i i'm about to have a crack at some mountain bike racing and that immediately conjures up images for you and my wife of broken bones and time in hospital (laughs) very true yeah but but that immediately conjures up images amongst some of my friends when I say that. They're like, oh, gosh, you're hardcore. 
that's like next level stuff. So they straight away think that because I'm entering a race, I'm at some amazing high level. But in reality, I only, I only bought my mountain bike a bit over 12 months ago. And yes, I have some other experience on other two-wheeled vehicles where I broke lots of bones and took yeah, everything off. <laughs> I did lots of learning, right? So you could say that I failed as a, as a motorbike rider. And so racing my mountain bike has got nothing to do with the fact that I'm instantly expecting to be in the top three or I've failed at mountain biking. I'm just going to do it for some fun and participation. I just want to go and be involved in something different and experience a race and find out what the what the buzz is about and go and share something with a bunch of other people. So in that sense, and this sounds really wanky, listeners, I've succeeded before I've even started my first race. I think we also have to remember that failure is nothing but a word. Exactly, Coxie. Thank you. And in another language, if you said failure, not in their language, in our own, it means nothing. Why does it mean nothing? Because it's just a word. It's arbitrary. So you can choose for it just to be a word for you as well, particularly in business. And it's such a negative word. You go back to that headline again, failed to win his final. Mm. Like it sounds really almost disgusting. It's what a disgusting, pathetic excuse for a sports person. Mm-hmm. Failed to win the final. And you might think I'm being melodramatic listeners, and yet that's the news and the media that you consume every day if you're so inclined. It is full of that, and it's full of that programming. And so many of us have had so much of that programming our entire lives that anything other than the first place medal is failure. So... Time to redefine what it means for you or just ignore the word, toss it out of your vocabulary. Don't ever mention it again. It doesn't exist. It doesn't, and there aren't any words that actually need to exist. There are always other ways that you can communicate something that's important to you. Failure does not need to be one of those words you keep close to you. You have an opportunity to learn. Doesn't mean you failed. Um, You have an opportunity to grow. Doesn't mean you failed. None of the, the learnings or the growth here are negative words are actually quite positive ones. So I challenge you as business owners to remove the fear that comes with failure because often that is actually what's holding you back from making the decisions you need to make or seeking mm. the help you need to seek or putting yourself in the way of the experiences you need to have because you're frightened of failure. It's the whole reason I didn't go to Pilates for, Pilates for years and years and years. One. I felt shame about my appearance. Two, I was frightened I would fail and fall off the machine. (laughs) Haven't fallen off it yet. I'm still going. I might feel like a giraffe every time I finish, (laughs) a baby giraffe at that. But I haven't failed. And there are many times I make a mistake in class or I don't hear their instruction correctly and never once have I failed in any way, shape or form. And yet I could have let that fear of failure hold me back the whole time and not experience something I love passionately. And we're doing that as business owners all the time. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I, I think a lot of people will dismiss this, Nick, as just uh, conveniently deleting the word failure and calling it something else. You know, mm. um, I don't see challenges; I see opportunities. Mm. Oh, whatever was you know that's like crocker stuff from you know coaching manual one hundred and one, and. You can choose to do that. You can choose to, to ignore it. You can choose to denigrate it. Um, and 
you can choose to experience something different just by giving it a go. Yeah. You've got nothing to lose uh, by choosing to define your actions and your experience in business, especially differently to how you've been doing it and to how the outside world tells you you should be doing it. And think about what's important to you. What matters most to you? Does it matter most to you that someone else says you're a success and that you win an award? And we're all for awards here, more for the process mm. than for the piece of paper or the gold-painted hammer at the end of it. Uh, we should do gold-painted hammers one, one, one really of these years, Coxie. <laughs> really um, but you can choose how you um, define your success by getting clear about what matters most to you, what's important to you. Is it important to you that you grow or is it important to you that someone else says, oh, you did really good, Was Great race, mate. Now it feels nice, but what's more important to me is that I can go, I had a chop at that. I had a go at mountain bike racing and it, and it puts a smile on my dial. Who says they're not going to say it when you come last anyway? I've had it. Absolutely. I've, I've, I've actually had more accolades for my effort in life at things that I sucked at based Absolutely. on other people's definition than when I've picked up a freaking medal. And I've celebrated hard when I've picked up medals and awards. And I've thankfully had people around me like my beautiful wife and my awesome business partner and co-host here um, and some of my friends and even clients that have celebrated my achievements in other ways mm. when I haven't been on the front page of the paper celebrating the win. Mm, so true, isn't it? And it's and those we, moments. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing as you. That is, that's the real stuff in life. That's, that's what we deny ourselves by uh, giving this word life. And I believe, listeners, that the better you get at celebrating your efforts – and your striving and your learning and your progress and your broken bones and your skinned knees metaphorically in business, the more you celebrate that and the more you celebrate the fact that you got up and had another go, the more first place medals you will actually pick up anyway. They become a byproduct of, as I have been saying a lot lately, honoring the process and the process is freaking hard. Mm. It's sucky. There'll be a lot of hurt and a lot of missed uh, goals, dare I say it. And embracing that and really leaning into that, to borrow Coxie's words, um, I believe actually leads to more of the other stuff mm. without focusing on the first place medals. So if you'd like to join a gro group of trade business owners who will be your cheerleaders. Yeah. Right. Who won't be tearing you down, who won't be making you feel like that word or that feeling has any place in your life. Word. Word. Um, come and join us on Facebook in the Traders in Business Facebook group. It's now called Get, Get Off, off the, the Tools, tools with, with TRB, yeah. which actually stimulated its own conversation that was very much based in fear of failure this week. Hmm. The connotation of getting off the tools because it is different for so many and we spoke about that um, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Hmm. Because that definition is uh, very different for me and it might be different for you and we all have our own understanding of what that looks like for us, um, it triggered a really interesting conversation. 
I want to make one final point, Coxie, that I forgot to chuck in before. Mm -hmm. And that is, as you talk about that fear of failure, so the fear of doing it differently to how either others expect or the lofty heights that we place on ourselves. So however we define that um, stops you, listeners, from taking action. Mm. Many of you will not join that group, get off the tools with tradies in business. You won't join the group because of some fear of not looking like a successful enough trade person. Mm. People don't ask questions in the group because they're afraid of what others will think or they're afraid that it'll sound silly. And all of this gets can get tied back to that um, programming that you have around what failure looks like or what it looks like to be a failure, even worse. So uh, just be be mindful, listeners, and pay attention to where you don't do things, where you stop yourself from having a go because of that little fear voice that Nick's talking about, fear of failure. Just don't listen to it. Flick it off your shoulder. Tell it to do another F word and have a go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so go join the group. Get off the tools. What does get off the tools look like for you? Go and join the group and tell us. Yes. And uh, let's see if, if uh, there's some different ideas out there about what getting off the tools looks like for you in your trade business. Might even stimulate a thought or two. Yeah. You might help someone push through some failure. You might. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.